0: Welcome to the Local Podcast. I'm your host, Clay Berklin. Today, my guest is once again Will Meyer with Ranchers Risk Protection. Uh, we had Will on probably a year and a half ago now, it Will, may, I suppose. Yeah, maybe a couple yeah. years ago. Thanks for coming back. Yeah, it's good to be back. Uh, it's actually one of the more listened to episodes we have. And uh, at this point in time, where the market is, I think it's probably going to be a pretty listened to episode again. Uh, we'll, we'll be talking about livestock risk protection and how you... Can capitalize on that for your operation. So, uh, Will, I guess you can kind of give us a brief overview and then I'll kind of ask some questions that we commonly get, I guess, as lenders from folks.
1: All right. Sounds good. Well, I'm uh, originally from Western North Dakota. My family is uh, a ranch my entire life up there. Uh, My mom and dad still live up there and uh, ranch up there. We kind of got our operation split in half and I live at Reva up in Harding County. And yeah, I moved down here in 2015, and it's been good. And you know, when when I first moved down here, it was it was raining. We were getting three bales to the acre, and calf prices were high. And that's and not
0: normal in Harding County. In <laughs> case you haven't figured that out, yet. <laughs> we, I learned that
1: in a hurry. <laughs> and uh, you know, I I uh, looked into livestock risk protection at that time. And um, in 15, we sold our calves really well that year. And Then in 16, we watched it all fall apart all year long, and I think we turned down a contract for like a buck 70 a pound the beginning of that year probably Sounds about, time right. about yeah. March. We turned that down because we did so good the year before, and they kept talking shortage, shortage. And um, that fall, we just looked today, and in November, we sold our calves for a buck 30. And I, you know, I kind of vowed to. Never do that again, and let that happen. And I, at that time, I looked into livestock risk protection. You had to pay the premium up front, so you're barring from operating. You know that was, you know, not easy to do. And uh, and they've they've slowly made some changes to the program over time, and uh, it's it's been really good, getting more popular. And uh, one yeah, of those
0: changes has been you pay your premium. Yeah, yep,
1: that's one of the biggest changes they made. That you you don't have to pay your premium till the end now. So basically. You're kind of protecting these calf prices when we get up to a point uh, where they're looking really good. And if you're worried about a disaster happening, we can uh, protect against that and collect on that if it if it falls apart so you have a little security there.
0: Well, in your defense a little bit, I hate to admit it, but in 2016, if you'd have come to the desk of most lenders in western South Dakota, I think we'd have said, eh, we don't, not really sure about that. We don't know what it is, but... I think since that time most of us have become fairly well educated uh, what kind of tool it is and how we can use it.
1: Yeah you know the uh, there's always these black swan events and the the world is just pretty volatile every day and everybody's connected by their phone anymore and news travels fast and these markets can take big swings in a hurry.
0: Well I think here very recently we've had one of those events that could have been a black swan event and luckily I think we've averted the bulk of the there were a couple bank failures in the country, and that did impact the markets for a couple days. Um, we've we've since come back from that, but those are the things we try to protect from is the outside influences that can happen to calf prices.
1: Yeah, it uh, there's just uh, so many factors these days that influence these markets, and yeah, that banking deal on this LRP and the well, everybody watching the feeder cattle market and fat cattle market, and you're watching consumer demand and. And you're watching, you know, all them, all those outside influences, and at least you can sleep at night when you know when their product like this comes along. Guys need to know about it and be able to protect themselves. If say you sale, sell your calves at the end of October, and you're sitting here looking right now on LRP, is that you can protect these calves at over two dollars and fifty cents a pound for around forty bucks a head. And uh, yeah, the we can go into the details of this product. And, yeah, uh,
0: and we will here pretty quick. Uh, I'll uh, I'll wave the flag for it, I guess, a little bit from in my thirty years now as a lender. Um, I can't tell you how many times this time of the year, I'd have a customer say, "Man, if I get a dollar ten, a dollar forty, whatever the market was at that time, for my calves today, I'd sell them." Well, you know. Up until a handful of years ago, you struggled to get a contract that far out on a set of calves unless people had bought them before, and then you don't have much competition for it. So, um, wasn't available to everyone to have that option. And then over time, you could start to forward contract through video sales some, but um, now that we have LRP as an option to ensure price, uh, you you can. You can't make that excuse to me anymore, I guess, so you didn't have an opportunity to capture the market when it was there, because you can go out and insure today and, and make sure that you're you're protecting your revenue stream in November, in April, where we stand today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it uh, these numbers, when they come out, they come out every day, and they're based off the futures market. And when they settle, they settle off the feeder cattle index. So basically, it's kind of an overview of the whole feeder cattle market when you, you aren't you aren't insuring your own calves how your own sale goes it it doesn't prevent you from selling them on the video in august you can do that you know or you can private contract you're you're basically doing an insurance policy to to protect yourself from a decline in the feeders yeah it's Mm -hmm. it's been and it's been steadily improved upon um some of the basics of it are, you know, the this is a subsidized product, so Uncle Sam's paying for 35% of that premium. So it basically makes it cheaper than a put option. You know, the difference between using a, a put option when you're using the on the Chicago Board of trade, um, you got to pay up for them up front. You know, um, one of the benefits to them is you can you can jump in and out, but you got to be pretty savvy and you you know you got to kind of pay attention to things. Um, uh, this is similar to a put option, but the fact is that you don't have to pay at the end of the the coverage. So, I mean, right now, what what are your interest rates at right now on an operating yeah, loan? You're gonna price? be
0: somewhere between seven and ten most places in western South Dakota.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you have to if you have to borrow money to jump in the markets, that gets kind of scary for guys, and mm-hmm. and you got to have a broker who knows what's going on there. And uh, yeah, with this, you can basically you have to own the cattle. It's on a per head basis, and you don't you can Sign up coverage on um, however many cal- calves you want, or yearlings, or heifers. It's pretty flexible like that. There's also unborn steers and heifers. So if, you know, right now guys are kind of in the middle of calving, and uh, you know, sometimes where they'll know exactly—well, not exactly how many steers—but they might want to jump in and sign up 100 steers, knowing they're they're going to have well over that. Yeah. You know, but before we're ca- before we're calving, you know, sometimes guys do the unborn steers and heifers, and that way that, that head count doesn't
0: matter as now, much. Now, has the unborn been available for a long time? or is that um, It's needed?
1: just been available the last couple of okay. years, yeah. And, yeah, it's, uh, you know, basically they just split the difference between the price of what the steer is at and what the heifer is at, kind of meet in the middle, and, you know, the premium also. So it gives you gives you some flexibility that wasn't there years ago. And there was times where they said you got to have them all calved out. You need to know how many head mm-hmm. are on the ground. Well, it just it made it a little tricky. get for guys, you know, they're calved out and branding, and you know, and might be thinking about it. And and uh, yeah, it uh, it made it a lot more flexible to be able to do them unborns on there too. So
0: previously, you would have had to be. Fairly well done, Kevin, or yep. may, maybe Brandon knows <clears> your steer <throat> and heifer count was before you could purchase the product. Now yep. you can blend that and, and protect that revenue today.
1: Yeah, yep. Yeah, It uh, and it's uh, there's a lot of different coverage levels also. You can cover, you know, there's uh, these numbers change every day based on the fu- futures market, and you can cover 99.8% of most of the time of a of what it is on there you know as for just for example this week we can go off yesterday's numbers since these numbers change every day based off the futures market they don't open up until uh all about 2 in the afternoon the numbers will come out and you know as of yesterday so today's numbers will change these are yesterday's numbers so for 11 7 23 so November 7th, 23, you could have a steer calf locked in at $252.76, $44.84 per that's head. That's a 599
0: pound Yep, yeah, that's up to 599 yeah. pounds. Here. So that's grossing 15-14, so after you take your premium off, you are seventy some odd ahead. yeah. on your yep. steers. That's probably higher than anybody used on their cash flow projections last fall, I would guess.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, this market's been on a roll, and, and that's why I'm... Glad you guys had me down here to come talk about this stuff because we've just re- been on a real heater here for for the last few months.
0: Now the unborns today, which is a blend of your steers and heifers, is it?
1: Um, the unborns um, on yesterday's numbers were at 241 So that's And that was costing
0: $42.80 a head. So, so. you could net protect $1,400. Little strong of fourteen hundred dollars a head on a yeah, combination on, of yep. steers and heifers. Yeah, on both your steers and heifers. So I've got to feel like that's a pretty good business decision right now. Yeah, you know it
1: uh it's one of them things where I already pulled the trigger on my own cattle. You know, I've I've always been interested in the markets, you know, ever since I kind of grew up and and that was kind of one of the more enjoyable parts I, I enjoyed that more than out fencing so I figured I better better learn about this and stay up to date on it
0: well <laughs> one question I always get on this topic is what are you going to do and I'll tell you right now as soon as we get off air we're going to sign some papers and <laughs> Will and I are going to lock up some Brooklyn calves I know that <laughs>
1: Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, it's it's been, you know, I pulled the trigger on mine when, during that banking deal that was going down. And, and, of course, you know, you guys have, I listened to a little bit of that podcast. And, you know, I'm real thankful for these podcasts that come on here. It gives a guy sitting in a pickup, bouncing around the ranch a chance to, that doesn't normally listen to many podcasts to kind of hear about this stuff. And I listened to that banking one. And you guys had a lot of good information on that.
0: You know, there a, a lot of folks got nervous, and justifiably so. You know, the, the media references all the bad things that happened in the twenties and thirties on, on bank runs. And we certainly don't want people to push the panic button if it isn't necessary. And, you know, on the coast, yeah, that's probably a little bigger concern, but here in the heartland, I, I think everybody's doing business like we always have and like we should do. And I, I don't think we see a lot of risk, but yeah, this is just one method to hopefully get some information out. People can, can find useful and apply to their situation uh, you know, I, I probably field a phone call a day on this, asking what we think and where we are. Um, and luckily you've, uh, you send out emails every afternoon. So I'm staying pretty in tune, I guess, with where these are and, uh, you send me the 599 weight, but you can do your steers. What are the, the weight breaks?
1: Um, yeah, I usually, you know, calves are under 599 pounds and it, it's kind of a coverage level you're, you're your calves don't have to weigh what we put on no. that piece of paper and you aren't going to get deducted. You That's know, if one of the
0: most common questions I get. So what if your yeah, calves don't weigh 599 I, yeah. pounds?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so many factors where, you know, if somebody dries up or ran out of grass, mm-hmm. I mean, we always get dry pockets around here and there yeah. and, you know, and, Something happens where maybe you had, there was water issue too, and your calves didn't gain that extra twenty-five or fifty pounds. You aren't deducted for that or anything. It'll pay basically what we have on the sheet. You know, even if you're if we had them at five seventy-five, for instance, you know the premium's a little cheaper if you don't go the full five ninety-nine. But you know, if the market happened to fall apart, you get paid a little less. You know, um, but yeah, if they if we put them on five seventy-five and they came in at weighing five five and a quarter. You know that's we would they would pay off that five hundred seventy five pounds. So,
0: and then there's another break at four ninety nine. Is that right?
1: Um, uh, no, no, that's still on steers weight okay. one. Yeah, okay. um, yeah. When you go up, you hit into steers weight two, which is the yearlings. Okay. So you know that's that's another question I get asked is well, what if my calves weigh over six? You know, yeah. as long as they're spring calves, that's fine. You know, you can go over. There's they would just you're kind of protected them first five hundred ninety nine pounds. You know, uh, steers weight too, they go up to, that's the other change they made that they can go up to a thousand pounds now on steers and heifers. And for instance, you know, there's a lot of guys getting a lot of money stuck into these yearlings. I mean, they were, they were, these calf prices were starting to do pretty good there in January and they just kind of got more and more expensive too. And, and feed costs are high, you know, that, and so I've had a lot of guys call and say, geez, I got, you know, I want, I'm still looking at a two, $300 head profit. I want to protect that. You know, yeah. how, how much is that going to cost to, that I can factor in there and and be able to sleep at night knowing that, you know, if something happened, you can still get covered. Um, so on the uh, steers weight too, the prices for September 5th were up to 223 97 yesterday on up to a thousand pound steer. And that coverage is costing about uh, five and a half bucks a hundred. So, you know, you're looking at around 55 bucks for a thousand pound steer okay. to, to insure for that price. And so kind of looking at that, you know, that 223.97, so kind of your, your true bottom is, you know, five bucks below that 223. So you're looking at, you know, 2, 218 around there. And then anything below that, you basically are going to get a check in the mail if that, if yep. they're, and what they use to settle these as the feeder cattle index. So they'll take the feeder cattle index, which is, you know, all the feeder cattle states from Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, Iowa, all the way down to Texas. And they'll take, uh, sale barns and the USDA will usually have a guy sitting at sale barns and they'll collect data on certain, uh, certain sales. And it's always a kind of random draw of sales, but they'll use faith and they'll use Dickinson and, and Belfouche and, and but they'll use a lot of southern cattle too, all the way down to Texas.
0: So that a November seventh contract date, for instance, that's that week's average.
1: Yeah. So say yep. So for instance, that November seventh we were talking about on the calves, that's going to be that week's average. You know, they'll take up to seven days prior that feeder cattle index does, and if it's going to be lower than that, you're basically you're going to get uh, a claim. Um, yeah and uh, so on them yearlands yeah they were at two twenty three ninety seven um October tenth that's what I was going to give the price on that was two twenty seven thirty one for six dollars and eleven cents a a hundred so yeah that that coverage has been you know pretty good on them on
0: so you can do heifers to the thousand pounds as well yep okay. yep, so if you were going to breed two hundred heifers and you you know figured a normal open a Twenty five percent or something like that for that date, you could protect your your open heifers. Yeah, yeah, that way too.
1: Yeah, and and that's the other question we get asked a lot is that you don't have to sell your cattle with one of these LRP products. You you basically so say you had a you had a change of plans. You know that's one thing where we talked about being flexible. And all of a sudden, say you had feed all over the place, and you said, "Geez, I'm going to feed these cattle." I haven't looked at them long enough and yeah. need some exercise this winter. <laughs> and
0: uh, I haven't taken on enough risk. I like a little more. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. And, and you know, you can, uh, you could. This contract would go and play out, and whether that feeder cattle index was higher or lower, it would still. You basically just need another form signed, or okay. and maybe a third party signed off of your vet or something saying, "Yep, these guys have they these calves exist. sitting yeah. there in the feedlot," and it would, it would still pay out, or you would have to pay in. You know, so.
0: So mechanically, if I've not done this before, I can call you and I have to have one form from, the, I can cannot remember the, the number of that FSA form you have to have.
1: Oh, yeah. there's. Um, so this is subsidized 35% um, by the USDA. And uh, to qualify for that 35% subsidy, you need an AD-1026 form. And that's basically most guys. If you do anything at the FSA office, you you know, the, more than likely, you have one signed already. If you and, have a
0: CSP contract or any yeah, if you if you've
1: done any anything, you've, you've you've usually had one signed. It's basically, saying you haven't farmed up any wetlands, and yeah. and we don't farm much for wetlands up in Harding County. You so. have to hunt pretty hard.
0: <laughs> so you get the ten eighty ten twenty six to you and.
1: Yeah, actually, we don't even need that. If that's on file at the FSA office, okay. it automatically shows up on okay. our end when we punch in somebody's application. And uh, to get started with it, it's just a one-time application, um, continuous application it is, so it carries over from year to year. Okay. And that doesn't mean you have to put coverage on or anything. That just gets you ready to pull the trigger. It has and, you
0: signed up to do it again?
1: Yep, yeah. yep and you, yeah, it just rolls over from year to year, but you, it doesn't mean you have to put coverage on at any time. It just makes sure you're, you're ready to go when you decide to, because like I said, these numbers come out, you know, at, in the afternoon at three o'clock and we have till eight the next morning to get it all in and Mm -hmm. done. So it's good to get that application, you know, filled out first and and get it ready to roll and then you're just you can watch some markets or we have auto email updates you can get and see the prices every day and when they get high enough there where you really like it and you think it's topped out then you try to get in there and protect something
0: you make me feel pretty popular i get three emails from you every afternoon (laughs) (laughs) telling me what the prices are.
1: (laughs) makes it look like i'm working really hard
0: (laughs) you uh i heard you shared with me before we went on air here that you uh i given somebody a little advice and I like that. How do I know when to sell when you can't sleep at night based on the price? <laughs> it's probably time to sell.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, that was like the story I told earlier when I first looked at this and I mean, you had to write a check up front and now I think it's just, it's awesome that you don't have to pay till the end. So you basically can sign up for it and, and all of a sudden say, well, I'm, I'm guaranteeing myself this much money.
0: And I guess from my perspective, that's, it's hard for people to that haven't done it to grasp. Uh, they think they're selling their calves. And uh, no, you're protecting a price on your calves, and you're ensuring the market moving away from you. Um, you can still, if you sell on Superior every year, go ahead and sell on Superior. But if the market's bad that day, you have the peace of mind of knowing that you've protected a floor on your calves at least. Um, or if you sell at the sale barn, you can still keep selling at the sale barn. There's, there's yeah. not put any parameters on that. Yep,
1: absolutely. Yep. The, the, one of the biggest, um, rules that they have is, you know, this is all federal crop insurance. So they, the, you have to own the cattle. It's on a per head basis and you can't ship them 50, 60 days before that end date. So say you had a, you know, November 7th contract on the steers and these are offered in weeks. So them dates will kind of roll back as we go. You know, the, the October one was the, what was it? It was around October Eleventh or something like that, you know. So it's kind of right now it's falling in line to where it's kind of beginning of October or beginning of November, and that date will slowly roll back into into end of October here shortly. Um, Yeah, having to pay at the end then if you if you didn't have if that market was higher. You know that's good that you didn't have to pay till the end because then you you didn't have to borrow from your operating pay up no. front and then pay it back. You know your calves are sold. Hopefully with this kind of prices like this, you have little change left over. And you know I I tell guys all the time, I say it's like it's like buying insurance for your house. You'd rather you'd rather pay that premium than watch your house burn down. Yeah. You know you get to looking at high prices like this and and you know this this deal fell apart in in uh 16 15 16 you know we we watched it go down and we still heard shortage 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 mm-hmm. they kept talking and and I remember that time well because I I looked into it and I thought oh I didn't do it and kicked myself ever since then but it uh it's one way to I just make it a part of your program go out and learn these things mm-hmm. and uh there's always these new new things coming out and and there's always there's new farm bill this year there's going to be some changes to this and hopefully they're all Positive ones, and and more than likely they they will be. Sometimes they make it a little more paperwork. Sometimes, but but it's worth it if you can you can uh, be able to sleep at night. Like we said,
0: well, uh, the two events that stick out in my brain are when BSE was found. That was Christmas Eve ish that year, um, and markets dropped, and we did nothing different the day before and the day after in Western South Dakota, but it dang sure affected the cattle market. Uh, the other one was September 11th. We were looking forward to having a really good fall that year, and one horrible incident happened, and we did not have a very good calf sale fall that year, so those are the things that we're protecting against tonight.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty wild anymore, and, and like I said, we're all connected, and all of a sudden, there's there's things that pop up like a you never know anymore. I mean, one day, it looked like we were shooting out UFOs out of the sky, and I never did hear <laughs> the end of that story. And one day there's a Chinese spy balloon going across here, and we're all wondering what's going to happen next. So not, at this point, nothing will surprise me. So I I don't want to put any, yeah. no scare tactics it's not on a any. challenge There's to scare us. You know, no. you know, I don't want to scare anybody out there. But it, it is a, it is when it's exciting right now to be in the cattle business. You know, there's a lot of guys out there. Um, you know, a lot of famous people talking carnivore diet. They're saying, you know, eat beef, eat beef. You know, so there's a lot of positive things going on. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, these are the highest prices I've seen in in LRP since I've been doing it and I've been doing it for five years now and yeah, it's just good to get the word out. And, and, you know, if, if I don't even, if you want to use us, great, I'm, you know, available. If, if you, if your local crop insurance agent handles the rest of your stuff, you know, great. You know, you gotta be a crop insurance agent to sell this, you know, go ask them about it, you know, find just... I just urge people to, you know, I want to see uh, the cow calf guy come make some money, you know, and, and these yearling guys protect themselves. And, and uh, yeah, just go, go learn about this stuff. You can Google, Google it and find out a lot about it.
0: If anybody has any direct questions for you, is there a good way to contact you?
1: Uh, yeah, you can shoot me an email. That's uh, WJ Meyer, that's M E Y E R, 01 at Gmail. Or you can call me on my cell phone. That's uh, 701-226-9275.
0: I might have you repeat those, Will, just in case somebody's needing to grab a pen before they... Um. Yeah, no problem. It's
1: uh, W.J. Meyer. That's M-E-Y-E-R-01 at gmail.com. And my cell phone is 701-226-9275
0: probably banged the gong enough of this, but I'm going to hit it one more time from, from my side of the desk. I think it's just a great opportunity to protect your revenue for this year. Um, y- you touched on it some and, and I'll, I'll hit it again. Uh, you know, we finally have a little moisture, it would appear, and there's some water running and maybe dams are going to get full in large part of our country and calf prices are looking good. So let's make sure we are able to take advantage of as much of that price as we can. And, and this is one means of, of protecting that.
1: Yeah, no kidding. I'll I'll also mention too. We have the auto emails. You know, if you're interested in that, and shoot me a text message and with your email, I can sign you up for that. Yeah, it's uh, it's hoping hoping we can get a great year. We've kind of avoided these, like our last April was. I won't even bring up that <laughs> word because it no, was it was kind of rough a couple of times there. And, and yeah, so it's uh, it's fun to be in the middle of cabin and see some good high prices and. I'll just add a couple other things. You know that uh, if you do get a bill in the mail, it's one thing that I've told guys. You know that's it's hard for guys to grasp that, that 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 you know as a rancher we've all been tight. I mean times you've seen you you know year year to year you try not to spend as much money as you can, and uh, you know be pretty conservative and and when you when you get a bill in the mail for this it you know it's it stings and you're like well but you got to keep in that mindset that. That well, my my commodity I'm selling, you know, my cattle I'm selling. They're worth more because you know because of this because I didn't yep. have to didn't yep. have to utilize this. It's going to cost you that protection, but yeah, I mean to, uh, you know, if if it stays good this year and I hope it does, you know, st- stay in there, stay in the program because there's going to be the one time where where it pays off, you know, because these deals you always think the sky's the limit and it's going to keep going. You know, it took me getting a little older and wiser to realize that it just doesn't stay like that, and, and it's a market. You know, it's going to move up and down, and yeah, you gotta you got to learn about these things and protect yourself and, and hope you have to pay in. You know, that's a good thing. You, yeah, that's, that, that's that, the that, good news. That market kept climbing higher, you know, and, and hopefully you gain it back on the top side. That's the other thing. You know, you're leaving the top side open with this product, and you know, if everybody wants to hit a home run, but... You know, sometimes if you're getting base hits every year, you're gonna you're gonna be better off. So
0: we like base hits. When you swing for home runs, you strike out a little too <laughs> often. And I just yeah. soon avoid that. Uh, are there other questions that you typically get when people call that we haven't answered, Will? I'm...
1: Um, you know, I I didn't touch on the heifers much, but you can do the uh you know the yearling heifers. They are a little bit further back uh, than the steers. You know, probably around oh they're probably around a little over twenty cents. You know, yeah. they these. These prices change every day. They seem to hang around there. The premium's a little cheaper on the heifers. Um yeah, so you can do, you know, to to know to do calves you need to know steer head count or heifer head count, or else previously or maybe you're calving right now and want to do unborn ones, yeah. you know. And then um Yeah. So, I mean, some guys want to do them heifers and and they might not like the price, but you got to keep in mind that if it, if it does fall apart, you know, it's still going to pay, you know, similar to what the steers did. It's kind of based over the, the whole feeder cattle market. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's become more popular. So yeah, if there's any questions, feel free to give me a call or, or get in touch with clay or, or do some research on it and, and go from there.
0: Well, I sure appreciate your time, Will. Uh, Like I said earlier, this is one of the more listened-to podcasts we've had the last time. I hope people are able to take good information from it again and uh, and apply it to their operation. Thanks for coming down, and maybe we'll have you again sometime.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, and thanks to Pioneer Bank for for doing these podcasts. They're great.
0: This has been Clay Berkland, Director of Ag Banking with Pioneer Bank & Trust, and our, our guest today was Will Meyer with Rancher's Risk Protection. I hope we were of some valuable information to you.